I want to follow that vein of believing and with my title being an attitude of faith and its reward. An attitude of faith and its reward. You know, our reaction to crisis, you know, should not be alarmed. I think sometimes that a crisis is a is a is a a window, a door, a, a, a setting to, to, to reset. To reset. Sometimes we need our convictions reset. Sometimes we need our focus reset. It was Peter that said this, I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. So don't ever say, well, I heard that before. Okay? Just go ahead and, 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 and let it stir again. To, to, to bring to the forefront my friend uh, God bless you and uh, also the lost dear sister bless you bless you bless you She's so faithful at the end of every year. She sends us a gift to the church. It's always been just such a, a blessing. We go way back. We do. Her son Jeff was our song leader for lots of years here, you know. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And you, your family, has helped us too. Absolutely. And we love them. We love every one of them. Praise God. Thank you for coming today. Uh, to reset, to stir up your pure minds. I like that. Your uh-huh. pure minds by way of re- remembrance. Even the best mind, even the purest and cleanest mind needs some fresh reminders sometimes. Uh-huh. To re- to reset. And uh, so, um, yeah, let's get the verses, I guess. <laughs> now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You're familiar with that. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great Actually, there's another word that's supposed to be in there, recompense reward. Recompense reward. But as but Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are, 
if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of hope firm to the end. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. Notice those scriptures are talking about consistency. Yeah. It's, it's that which doesn't take a nosedive. But when, you, when it's a high, you, you keep it on a high. Yeah. All right. Now, a certain woman, and you'll know the story, but I want us to read it. And I'll read it to you as you read it. Had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment, for she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. Remember our title, An Attitude of Faith. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched me? Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her. Now, you've got to understand, this was what she did. You know what I mean? It was wrong. You know what I mean? And could be punishable. Because she was considered unclean. She always had to stay in the perimeter of things. She could never be on the inside of things. And so that's why she's fearing and trembling because she got found out. Came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your afflictions. So you know this story. Jesus is on his way to uh, uh, the house of a prominent leader. A leader who had asked Jesus to come and, you know, to aid in his daughter who was dying. And as he was walking, of course, and which was very normal when he would move around, there was a huge crowd. A huge crowd. And uh, how many uh, 
I guess the best I can do, how many been at the, at, at the Minnesota State Fair? When it's busy. Okay. Well, it, it, it was probably like that. You know? Just people everywhere. And, and you, you, you're kind of bumping into each other, and, and you know, a lot of the state fair, everybody's going a different direction. In this case, everybody's trying to follow Jesus. His disciples were there, and, 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 and as this all is taking place, Jesus just stops. And he asks that question, who touched me? And uh, obviously, I think his disciples are just very natural. You've got to be kidding me, Jesus. It's a pretty silly question you ask. Why do you, Jesus, ask that? Who touched me? Well, a lot of people touched you, Jesus. But there was one person in the crowd that knew that they had touched him. The other ones didn't pay any attention to the touching. Nothing had been withdrawn from the master in their touching. But there was, there was a, 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 an attitude of faith that, that just opened up the wellspring of, of God's provision through Jesus Christ. Because she said, if I could just but touch him. I shall be made whole. What an attitude of faith. What, a, what an attitude of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. A moment in time that transpired, that took care of 12 years of sickness. I marvel at her faith. She, she must have had some scriptures. She must have knew something about the law and the history of God's people. Enough so that she associated, you know what I mean, what God had promised that would, would come in the Messiah. And that he was the Messiah. And all I have to do is really, truly believe in him and the promises of God. Somehow she was able to connect the dots, so to speak. Of all that the prophets had said, of he who was to come, and what was going to be in him and what was going to be released, you know, because of him. She came to Jesus with this attitude of faith and hope. If I can but touch him, 
And I'm sure that was no easy task. With the crowd, you know, keeping her at bay. And I'm not even sure how strong she was. After 12 years, no doubt weakness really was, you know, had set in. The energy level, the natural energy level, but her faith pushed through that natural energy level. The resistance even that her body may have been singing, you know, you need to just forego it. I don't know. The reason I can say that is because I know bodies. Because I live in one. I deal with this one. And it's got a real strong voice. Not only does it have a real strong voice, it, it really has a lot of influence, too. Sometimes my will to do is hampered by my body's ability to do. But she came with Jesus with an attitude of faith and, and, and hope. And somehow in this connecting of doubts, you know what I mean? That, that, that her, her, her eyes had been opened that made this whole thing possible. I believe in you. It became a pivotal point. What did? Her faith. Her faith, you know what I mean, ended 12 years of searching. Twelve years of find, trying to find the answer. And then finding she was no better. Fact is, it says that she spent a lot of money on it. Faith, attitude of faith is, is very critical as you face the challenges, the journey of life, and as you embrace, you know, the many variables. You have life and you have the promises. And so many times they don't agree. They seem to be worlds apart. But faith can take 12 years of emptiness, 12 years of doing everything you can and could to find a remedy and answer. And can give you that day that transforms and changes. 
to a new day. An attitude of faith as you keep it. Okay. In every situation, you will find that it, it builds an empowering confidence. In spite of how you feel. In spite of the circumstances that seem to, you know, speak otherwise. When all hope seems to be gone, all human measures They've come up empty. That, that attitude of faith that actually can make us whole. Yeah. The kind of faith that's faith in Him. We all have faith. Life runs by faith. We operate in faith. But the kind of faith that she had in the kind of faith that Jesus says that we have this morning and the attitude he wants us to have regarding our faith is a faith that is in him. Yeah. The value and... And, and the possibilities and the reward that God attaches to our confidence in Him. The book of Hebrews is a, uh, chapter 11 is a record of how, how faith, faith in the saints it, it enabled them, empowered them to overcome, you know, their world, to make them victors. We notice that there is faith for crisis, but there's also faith to move forward. Some had to have faith to be martyrs, and others had to have faith in order to fulfill the call of God in the nation that God had called them. That there, there is a faith that God has birthed in you as a believer. It's called the faith of Jesus Christ. Paul said that the life he now lived, he lived by the faith of the Son of Jesus Christ. Christ, because Christ was was in him. Imagine the possibilities if we could have faith in Him, or should I say, greater faith in Him, because you have faith in Him. That kind of faith that you discover in Hebrews chapter 11 that gives you boldness. And he records them for us. None of you are probably going to have to face a den of lions, but uh, we got worse than lions <laughs> in this 21st century.
but boldly. Daniel, as he stood for the precepts and the principles of God, he did not quake at the den of lions. The kind of faith that excites you about the future, about tomorrow. Isn't it something that Paul said? You know what I mean? Let us run. Let us run. I think God says, we need to pick up the pace. That pace that faith sets. That pace that the attitude of faith is inspires. That's the kind of faith that God has birthed in us. It's faith in, in Him. Now, there's a lot of contributing factors that, that, that builds our faith. Don't get me wrong. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. It's a full information center. But it comes right back to have faith in God. Have faith in God. It's a divine connection. It's a divine connection. According to Hebrews chapter 6. It is, a, it is an empowerment that, you know, we don't need to be distressed because of the uncertainty. No, because faith equips us with certainty. It's being confident, being assured. Let's look at this morning, uh, this faith and this attitude of faith and, you know, uh, some of the, the character of confidence character of faith. I think it's safe to say this morning that faith has an attitude. It's not one of those nose in the air better than you. But it, it, it's it's that which attaches itself to the Almighty God, and there is an assurance and there is a confidence that you you have. It is a it is a direction, or you know, of your heart. It's what you're running for. There was a man walking, and I don't know if I told you this story before, but there was a man walking in the park, and he came across a little leaf game. And so he asked the little guy that's part of the team, he says, what's the score? 
He said 18 to nothing. The man said, boy, aren't you discouraged? He said, no, we haven't even been up yet. <laughs> I mean, that's an attitude of faith. Oh, yeah, hallelujah. Praise God. I I'm here to tell you this morning by the word of the Lord that it's the church is about ready to get up to bat. Yeah. We may be and seem like we're 18 to nothing, but we haven't been up to bat yet. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a praise this morning. Amen. God loves deficits. Absolutely. He says to Gideon, you know, he starts out with 33 or 35,000 members of his army, and God says, you know what? If I do it with that many, you're going to be too proud. You're going to take the glory, you're going to complain, you're going to say somehow, you mean you had a part in it. The only part we get to heaven is have faith in God. I mean, God loves deficits. So, God went ahead and, you know, had a plan how to reduce it. And after the walking out that plan, there were still 3,000. Too many. Too many. Because you know the story. God cut it to 300. But then, not only did he cut down the size, but he went ahead and... I love how God equipped him with such powerful weapons. Now, here's a picture. And here's a candle. Let's go get him. <laughs> go get him. And he gave him one theme. The sword of the Lord and Gideon. Don't you be discouraged. Don't you be despondent. Keep an attitude of faith because you're just getting up to bat. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. I know the plans I have for you. Plans of good and not of evil. Plans to give you a successful and a prosperous end of this thing. The end has not come, but the end is guaranteed. Your victory is guaranteed. So what is the character? What is one of the characters of, you know, a, a, an attitude of faith? I think, very simply, it's the right mindset. Joshua and Caleb is a good example.
we're well able to take the country. Everybody around him is telling them no. It's too big, it's too much. We're not able. Let's just go ahead and go back to the wilderness. No, it's a it's the right mindset that that, that you're able. I want everybody to say that I'm able. I'm able, absolutely. It's faith is not only an attitude, but it's an action. So the next thing is it's, it's an action. In Exodus chapter 14, the situation is such that All they've been doing is crying. And let me tell you, there's a place for tears. There's a time for tears. But the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel just to go forward. Sometimes you have to make decisions. I recommend informed decisions. But, you know, take action. Move on it. You've got to be steadfast. You've got to be bold. You've got to let your happiness come from within. You've got to be like Paul and Silas. You can't let restrictions take your song. Because here they are in stocks and bonds and in the prison, and the restrictions couldn't take their song. If you ever want to get out of restrictions, a song will do it. It will, church. It will do it. Start singing. It releases the soul that becomes, you know, imprisoned by thoughts, by doubt. Why? Because confidence is such a powerful force. That is, confidence in God is a powerful force. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. By faith, the Rahab harlot you know what I mean? Didn't perish because she believed. Through faith. Kingdoms were subdued. 
subdued. Promises were obtained and the mouth of the lion was stopped. Your adversary, the devil, goes about as a roaring lion seeking to devour those whom he may, whom you should resist steadfast in the faith. Yeah. Don't give him any place. Don't let the devil steal your confidence. Be like Esther. If I perish, I perish. But I'm going to believe. Because you're going to need it when you get up to bat. Confidence at bat. You know what I mean? The confidence at bat, you know, is, 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 is so important because if you don't swing at the right time, it's going to be strike one. You'll miss it. It'll hit the glove and you'll swing. Just that hesitancy. Now, no, please don't. I'm not saying it in, in a fearful way, but confidence does an amazing thing. I've watched my grandsons, and by the way, uh, just a little plug for them, you know. My oldest son, my oldest grandson, is, is one of the best batters on his team, in fact, is in the league. But I've seen him when he lost a little confidence. Uh-huh. Yep. Seen him when he lost a little confidence. And, you know, that hesitancy. But he recovered. Now, maybe this morning you've lost some confidence. God wants to restore confidence. Hallelujah. But you can never hit the ball unless you swing. Yeah. I've watched them up there. Some of the some of the kids, just great little kids, but they just stand there. <laughs> Most beautiful pitch in the world is coming down to them and then they just stand there. Coach is saying, swing. You might hit it. Swing. But you talk about a confidence booster and an attitude change when they swing and they're surprised that they hit it. Oh, man. Their little heart almost jumps right out of their, their chest. So, you can't become the best batter unless you swing. You don't start out 
the best. That's why I believe that, you know, the scripture says that you, you shouldn't despise small beginnings. They have a way of turning into big innings. small lunch. It's all it takes, a small lunch that you're willing to give can feed the multitudes. Yeah. A small stone and a sling of confidence. can slay the giants. I'm going to recommend to you this morning that you do a lot of work on your confidence. Stand. You know the life of the Apostle Paul and how it, he, he faced persecution, tribulation, famine, and nakedness, and peril, and sword, and, you know. And yet he lived it above it all because he had an attitude of faith. And he writes to us, it says that we're more than conquerors through Christ that has loved us. God's still in your corner. Amen. And I'll begin to wrap it up this morning. This attitude of faith, the Bible says there's a reward for it. And in the passage of Scripture that we read there that says, cast not away your confidence, which has a great recompense of reward. The word recompense means to compensate. It means to make payment for. It's to pay back. It's to, it is, it is like a paycheck that's given to you. A guarantee. You know what I mean? That the reward is greater than your investment. And what I found, and I'm sure you have too, is that if, if nothing ever changes, it just makes me feel better. It just makes me feel better. I treat people better. And so that's really good because I treat people good. No. My wife told on me, I've heard a couple of things last. I was just shocked. You know, we have moments in our marriage 
I mean, that's old history, folks. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. But it makes you feel better, too. But he says, you know what I mean? God will compensate your faith and your trust. He will. He'll compensate it. Because you keep, you keep a good attitude with faith. He said, don't cast it away. Don't cast it away. Don't, don't devalue living by faith. That verse could actually be rendered like this. Don't discard, dispel, dismiss, dump, or cast off your bold declaration of faith because it has a great recompense or payment day. How do you increase confidence. Paul writes in Hebrews chapter 10 and he says you increase confidence by visiting past victories. Recall the former days in which after you were illuminated you endured great struggles with sufferings. You know, you were on stage and We don't live in the past, but sometimes we must remember the past to inspire us for the present and give us anticipation and hope for the future. So it's, you visit past victories, and then you also keep in the focus that there are future rewards. It says in, in Hebrews chapter 10, it says, knowing that you have a better and enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. Yeah. Confidence that arises from the present, and that is never leave you. I think it also includes to accept his invitation to come closer. It says, draw near to God and he will draw near God responds. He says, revive your love relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in the promises of God. Appreciate the little things. 
One of the most challenging things that I, one of the most challenging things for me, I'm not going to say for you, for me, is discovering the time of How to wait on the Lord. How that waiting is, you know what I mean, is building something. Many people, when they are waiting, they're not waiting on the Lord. They're just waiting. And so they wonder why they never get stronger. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as as an eagle. In other words, things will become more clear. There's a better perspective that that happens just waiting in the presence of the Lord. It was Saul that couldn't wait for Samuel. We gotta we gotta move. Taking too long. Well, if you think Samuel's slow, try God. Then <laughs> sometimes God shall pass that he makes it look too long. He's going to put a baby standing up. He's going to come and preach this Amen. we got to close, but we don't get to be dismissed this morning. Hallelujah. So, just before Tanya and Doug come, let's get an attitude of faith. I can but touch him. I shall be made whole. I can make that moment. I can press through. All the jostling happens in life and our spiritual life, our daily life, our faith life. See, Jesus said that your faith, you know what I mean? It gets shook up. It gets rattled. I prayed for you. Satan wants to, he prayed to his faith because Satan wanted to, you know, just shake it up. Let me pray. Father, thank you this morning.
that you've birthed in us this kind of faith. The kind of faith that we know the outcome is powerful and special. 